One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Happy Friday and welcome to Food Network Obsessed. This is the podcast where we dish on all things Food Network with your favorite Food Network stars. I'm your host, Jamie Sire, and today we have the king of sweets on the pod to talk all about his whimsical, imaginative creations and the viral sensation that spawned a pumpkin puree shortage in New York City. But before we introduce our guests, we do have a quick note for our listeners. We're going to take a break from releasing a new episode next week, but do not worry. We will be back the week after next with a brand new episode. So make sure you're following us wherever you listen to podcasts so you do not miss a thing. He is an award-winning pastry chef, the president and sprinkle master of Pie Cake and Bake Shop, and a longtime judge on Halloween Baking Championship. It's Zach Young. Zach, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I have a very important first question for you because I read on your website that when you grow up, you want to be a competitive dim sum eater. So what is your record so far? Oh, gosh. You know, I I haven't counted. Um, (laughs) I have a deep love for all things dim sum. uh, And my favorite dim sum moments normally come after, uh, let's say, a long night out. (laughs) So essentially, you eat until you don't hurt anymore, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think that that uh, that's a good tactic, but you are currently the president and sprinkle master of pie cake and bake shop. That's a title they don't really teach you on career day in school, at least not when I was in school. What does a typical day in your life look like? Uh, day in the life of the sprinkle master. Yeah, let's see. You know, we we <laughs> we have so many new projects beyond just the direct to consumer of pie cake and bake shop. We're working on a whole new retail line. We have a Chicago pop up store happening for the holidays. Uh, so every day is a little bit different. You know, I feel kind of nomadic because we don't have 
our own single kitchen. We use so many different locations. Um, so it's definitely a change from, say, running restaurants, you know, where you, you physically have to be in one place at one time. Um, but it's a lot of test kitchen stuff, a lot of research and development, which is clearly very difficult eating cake all day long. <laughs> uh, um, tough job. Someone's got to do it, right? But yeah, every, you know, every day's different and talk about career day, you know, never thought I'd be a sprinkle master. But then when <laughs> I started making cookies and making sweets, I never thought that I'd be on the business end of anything. You know, I, I'm, I'm a creative. <laughs> I don't have an MBA. Uh, I don't know these big terms that get thrown around. So, you know, it's been trial by fire really. And in learning the business end of things. So equal parts uh, in the boardroom and in the kitchen are uh, my what, days. What are the job qualifications for a sprinkle master? Well, you have to start as a sprinkle intern okay. first. So that uh, makes sense. You know, it's an old fashioned trade. Uh, I think you must love shiny things, mm -hmm. whimsy, fun and colorful. Yeah. And making people happy because at the end of the day, Sweets are not a necessity, right? You won't die if you don't eat cake. Well, <laughs> I might because my body is so used to it, but uh, it's a luxury and it makes people happy. Speaking of which, so you, you eat a lot of cake, obviously, and sweets. Um, I, I have to say you are in incredible shape. It's okay for me to say that. Um, how do you find that balance between, you know, splurging on the, the sweets and the cake and, and also keeping fit and healthy? Well, one feeds the other, really. You know, it's like I work out so I can eat the cake. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I feel like my diet is pretty far on either extreme. You know, either <laughs> I'm eating all the cake, all the ice cream and all the pies, or I'm eating kale, quinoa or, or dumplings. Or dumplings, as, as we've covered. Um, well, you literally disrupted the, the pumpkin puree supply chain in New York in 2015 when you created the, uh, drum roll please, the pie cakein. As I understand it, this is like a, a dessert version of the turducken. Um, so it's pecan pie in the bottom, pumpkin pie in the middle, spice cake on top, topped with apple pie filling, cinnamon buttercream sandwich between all the layers. Please walk us through how this brainchild came to be. Uh, like my life and most things in it, it started as a joke. <laughs> um, and it, it was Thanksgiving uh, in one of our Midtown Hotel restaurants. And the executive chef there uh, was a bit of a a man child, very excitable and very excited about his turducken. And uh, my pastry chef in that property had said, you know, why don't we do one of those pie cake and things where you bake the pie in the cake? And, you know, I said, that's that's brilliant, but let's take it to the next level. Let's let, let's truly make it the turducken of dessert and take all of the Thanksgiving favorites and layer them together to make this kind of massive cake. And it was just going to be a special, you know, it's just going to be one day by the slice for Thanksgiving. And then I put an in-progress picture on my Instagram and all of my friends said, wait, can we buy that for Thanksgiving? Can we buy one? And I'm like, buy, no, we don't sell cakes. Like we're, you know, we're a restaurant. You got to come get a slice. And then the light bulb went off that, oh, we should, we should sell it. 
so we figured out how to sell cakes out of a hotel basement kitchen. <laughs> um, and next thing we know, Kelly Ripa's talking about it on wow. the show in the morning, just from an e-blast that we sent out. And it blew up overnight. And that was the year there was really bad weather in Mexico and California. So the pumpkin crop was already pretty low. It was pretty hard to get. And the week before Thanksgiving, we're calling all of our suppliers, every vendor, every broadliner, every food service <laughs> company saying, what do you have any, do you have any pumpkin left? We need all of it. All so of the pumpkin. we bought, we bought everyone out of, of the pumpkin puree. And it was, I was like, I don't care how small the can is. I will open them by hand. <laughs> like this, <laughs> if there was any pumpkin left, we took it. Oh, uh, do you remember how many of these you sold? So the first year I said, if we sell 40, I'll be happy. You know, wh why not? 40, cool. Uh, <laughs> we sold 400. Oh my God. That year. And, and again, the, the kind of big blow up that, that Kelly Ripa mentioned, it, that happened the week of Thanksgiving. So that was all we could handle. That was all we could make. We had no runway and no pumpkin puree. <laughs> and, now, and now there's like several other iterations. I think there's, there's one for Christmas, 4th of July. Uh, but I want to know what would a Zach Kagan look like? <laughs> I've made pie cake in for literally everything except myself. Yeah. Uh, the original is, is still my favorite. I think just the flavors of fall speak to me. I'm a very fall kind of person. I'm autumnal. Um, <laughs> but the, the Zach cake and would definitely have a carrot cake layer. Okay. Uh, carrot cake has kind of this repeating theme in my life. It was my parents' wedding cake. It was the dessert that got me the job at Butter for Alex Gornichelli. And it was also the dish that I beat Bobby Flay with too. Oh. So, and, and it's my go-to. So carrot cake would definitely be involved. There would be a cheesecake layer because cream cheese frosting and carrot cake hand in hand. Um, and uh, it would probably be topped with some kind of donuts. Okay. I mean, that sounds delightful. <laughs> yeah. Now I know what I'm doing after this now. All right. Perfect. I, I, you heard it here first on Food Network Obsessed, guys. Uh, well, it seems like your, your concepts are, are equal parts, technical skill, and then, of course, that creativity that we love. Where do you draw that creative inspiration from? Oh, who knows? I mean, my mind is a mess. If you look <laughs> up there, I mean, it's like an episode of Hoarders. But... <laughs> The, the inspiration, I think, comes from the grandmothers of America, you know, the great canon of American baking. I have a huge collection of those Better Homes and Gardens, 1960s, 1970s uh, cookbook anthologies with like the crazy jello mold stuff yes. and like the all that like retro stuff. And I love it. So the, these kind of classic pieces of Americana are inspiring and it's like, how do we pay homage to grandma? How do we take gr what grandma would have made and blow it up and just go way over the top with it? Um, so I, I have great reverence for grandma. Yeah. Do you ever get in like a creative rut? And if so, how do you kind of snap out of it? I do. Um, I think creativity is one of those things that can't be forced, you know, and I struggle when 
everyone comes to me and says, well, what's the next thing? Or what are we doing now? Or can you make this? And it's like, uh, I wish I could flip the switch. I think pressure is a great motivator. I think trusting your instinct and just going, like, don't think about it, just jump. And when I'm in a rut, that's kind of what I do. I just get in the kitchen and make something and everything else follows. Hmm. Well, it, your style is very playful. It's fun. It, it brings out, you know, your inner child. I think everyone else's as well. What was your, your relationship with sweets growing up? Uh, non-existent, really? which is why I, I became a pastry chef. Um, uh, my mother was, my mother is vegan, vegan okay. growing up, uh, gluten-free, um, basically all of these things that are now a thing, uh, she was kind of a pioneer of, I mean, we were eating kale and quinoa before people could pronounce quinoa uh, (laughs) and shopping at the farmer's markets and food co-ops and whatnot. And, and food for us was very much fuel. You know, it was, it was not necessarily celebratory. Um, there wasn't a lot of emotional attachment to it, which growing up, was awful because imagine being me trying to trade your lunch with someone. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even trade what I had with the girl who has the tuna fish sandwich. Like oh. that's how, that's how bad it was. But those kind of values and thinking about food now as an adult, it's pretty amazing actually, you know? So my, my relationship with food now is so much more healthy because I was kind of, kind of raised uh, to actually think about what we were eating. Um, but yeah, sweets were, um, pretty verboten except for some date balls made with carob and ooh, big splurge. (laughs) But I used to, I used to sneak to the corner store on my way home from school and I'd get a slush puppy. Okay. The blue slush puppy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What happened (laughs) to slush puppies? Electric blue. So so good. <laughs> and basically every snack cake you could. And I'd hide them. I would, you know, hide them under my bed and and sneak them. <laughs> did you uh, did mom ever find uh, the hidden snack treasure under the bed? She, she found the wrappers um, <laughs> and she had her own stash, though. She's a big fan of, of chocolate okay. and especially dark chocolate. Um, so I would find her stash, but of course those were the the kind of raw fair trade um, ninety eight percent cocoa. Uh, I had no interest in that as a kid. Yeah, no. Why would you? Um, and you grew up in Maine. I, I sort of have a, an obsession with that state. So uh, indulge me for a second. How did you know growing up in Portland shape your culinary point of view? Aside from you know what we kind of covered you know, in your house with the, the vegan and the, the healthy eating, um, did, did anything just about, you know, where you grew up kind of shape who you are today? It means an incredible state. And I'm so happy that Portland and all of Maine is really on the food map now because it wasn't so much growing up. Um, I think, you know, Mainers are a, uh, kind of of the land of the sea, no nonsense people. And I think growing up with that mentality has translated into a lot of my thinking around food, where respecting the ingredient, whether it's a blueberry 
or a lobster. You know, there's a lot of simplicity in the cooking. And it's funny that I'm saying this as someone who's known for doing things that are over the top and covered (laughs) in sprinkles and whatnot. But, you know, respecting the ingredient and trying to make that blueberry taste even more like a blueberry right? Like be the best blueberry you can be. Give that blueberry a pep talk. That's right. All right, kids, <laughs> we're going to go out there and we're going to make the best pie possible. Um, so I think, you know, there's a lot of kind of respect for the ingredients, respect for where the food comes from that came from Maine. But the, the blueberries up there, as you mentioned, are, they are unmatched. They, they, they taste completely different than any other blueberry you've ever had. I well, it, and it, but it does, it makes me so proud now because sometimes I see frozen Maine wild blueberries in the supermarket and I'm like, oh my gosh, these are my babies. <laughs> I mean, not, not really. Like I didn't grow them, but I have like great pride anytime I see them. So anytime you see frozen wild blueberries, get them. You also you also were a drama kid uh, growing up. You went to school for theater. You were kind of in that world for a while. So at what point did you decide to stop pursuing theater and do what you're doing now? Um, so I was working in the wig department at Radio City, which, you know, like you do. <laughs> um, and it was Christmas for six months of the year there. And I wanted to make Christmas cookies, which was something that clearly we didn't do growing up. So I bought a mixer and I bought this kind of basic cookie cookbook and started working my way through it. Uh, and the first batches were, were pretty terrible. Um, and then I started getting good at making the cookies and I kept bringing them into work. And then I started playing with the recipes. So adding things, taking things out, um, you know, adding chocolate covered pretzels to the peanut butter base, uh, which is excellent. Adding wild blueberries to the oat cookie, which did not work because of the moisture content. And I kind of became fascinated with the creativity within the confines of science you know, so there's only so much you can stretch a recipe before it doesn't work. And I, I loved that, you know, as someone who shockingly likes to push the boundaries and may or may not bend the rules. Um, <laughs> it really appealed to me to see what, what can you get away with? And Christmas was winding down and vegan mom of all people said, you're not talking about auditioning. You're not talking about going into the wardrobe or hair department of another show. All you're talking about are these cookies. Why don't, why don't you look at culinary school? And I didn't know that that was an option. You know, that wasn't kind of talked about in career day. Um, (laughs) And also I was, I was 23 at the time. And I said, you know, how can I change the direction of my entire life now? You know, I've spent you know, 15 years working for a life in the theater. How can I change it all now? Which of course I laugh at, you know, this is a 23 year old saying it, you know, they're calm down, Zach. There's time for a second act. There's time for a third act, a fourth, you know, but at the time it just felt like my entire world was going to turn upside down if I changed courses, but I did. So what was that first step going to culinary school then? Yeah, I went to culinary school. And of course I marched in there and they're like, why are you here? And I was like, I want to make cookies. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, 
uh, we don't really have a cookie program, but how about pastry? And I'm like, well, are cookies involved? <laughs> Will <laughs> there be like, cookies? Will there be cookies? <laughs> the Zach Young story. <laughs> I like that. That's a working title. Yeah. I think you should go with that. Uh, well, well, you did attend the Institute of Culinary Education and then you kind of cut your teeth at Bouchon and also butter, of course, uh, Alex Gornicelli's restaurant. Um, what do you remember about those first days, you know, working in kitchens? Oh gosh, very little. No, um, <laughs> it's a blur. It's it, it, sometimes it is a blur. Um, but so Bouchon right out of culinary school, um, I started my internship there. So that was my first job and Bouchon, it was the opening of the Time Warner Center Bouchon. It was the first one in New York, the only other one other than Yontville. Bouchon is, you know, Thomas Keller's bakery. Mm -hmm. Per se was huge at the time. Um, Per se still is. Um, But again, this kind of like dumb Zach, like not realizing how high level he's walking into something, you know, just kind of went in. Same thing. I like making cookies. (laughs) Let let me make some cookies. And I think my kind of blindness there served me well, because had I thought about, oh, wow, this is actually kind of above my skill level and pay grade, um, I would have overthought it and I would have not just dove right in. Um, Similarly, I answered a Craigslist ad that said, like, downtown hotspot seeks pastry position. And I had no clue what butter was, you know, at the time butter had been open for maybe four years. It was, uh, you know, it was just celebrity after celebrity every night. Um, and Alex had started there maybe a year or so before and was making a culinary name for, for the restaurant. Um, you know, this market driven American cuisine. Uh, so I, I showed up, answered the ad, Um, and Alex and I talked probably for half an hour about nothing food related, (laughs) by the way, um, about life. Um, and then she said, okay, make me make, come back tomorrow and make me something. I was like, oh, all right. Um, make you something interesting. So in my head, I thought I'd do something really complicated. Like some of the, you know, the, the French, uh, Moose cakes or entremet that we were making at Bouchon at the time. And on the subway ride down to butter, I just thought, you know what I want? I want carrot cake. Why don't I make carrot cake? And why don't I stuff it with some cream cheese frosting, like molten style, oh. you know, this is on the subway. <laughs> so I get get there best thoughts uh, come on the subway i have to say yeah the best or the worst it depends yeah. <laughs> on time of day and where you're going 100%. uh but yeah so i get there and I, I make the carrot cake and i give her one she eats one then she eats another one and she's like all right uh when can you start wow and you know i ended up that position pretty much has full range of freedom to create the dessert program at butter um under alex's guidance but all of a sudden it was like oh uh i guess it's chef now like i guess i guess my name's on the bottom of the menu in a few months 
Yeah, lots of happy accidents. I think Alex kind of continued this respect for the ingredient, you know. Uh, We'd go to the green market together and she'd, you know, tour around and kind of show me what to look for. You know, like I'd never respected a peach before. You know, I'd never really felt and smelt and talked to the farmers and talked about the rainfall and, you know, all of these these factors. Um, So when you have the respect for the ingredient, it's really easy to to treat it, to treat it well to know what it wants. Um, And I also think that Alex kind of broke me from a really rote pastry. You know, pastry can be really scientific. It's very formulaic. Um, You follow the recipe and it's always the same. And Alex kind of gave me this chefier approach to pastry, Um, flavor driven, Uh, you know, a lot more, freeform and tasting things uh, and kind of developed my palate that way. And that's, that's how I think about dessert too, because it's form and flavor. Coming up next, Zach tells us all about the new season of Halloween Baking Championship, and he reveals his favorite costumes he's worn on the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We've seen you on Halloween Baking Championship, Chopped, Beat Bobby Flay, Cooking Channel's Unique Sweets, just to name a few. What is your favorite part about the filming process with Food Network? I think it's the family. Um, 
there's so many shows and production companies and people who work on these shows, but uh, it's actually a very small community. So you end up working with not just the amazing Food Network talent that everyone sees, uh, who's a family in and of itself. And I'm proud to be a baby brother <laughs> to all of them. <laughs> Um, but it's the camera operators, you know, the, the assistant directors, our hair and makeup teams, you work with the same people over and over again. Um, and it's really, every time you film something, it's like a family, it's like a homecoming. Um, and I think that's my favorite part is just kind of being on set, being with these people and creating something fun. Yeah. I mean, so many people that we've had on the podcast have said the exact same thing. So it's, it's good. It's always good to hear that because, you know, it, it just reinforces that, that, that is actually, you know, what's, what's happening there. And uh, you mentioned the hair and makeup department, which for Halloween baking championship is on another level. Um, Such a fun show, definitely a perfect fit for you. Um, It's playful. There's drama, there's costumes. Uh, What, have been your favorite looks that you've had on the show after seven seasons? Oh my gosh. All of them. I mean, clearly it's the best time of year and our wardrobe and hair and makeup departments are so incredible. And I think they love it too, because they get to flex their muscles and do something out of the ordinary, not just spray in some hair and uh, you know, put some bronzer on me. (laughs) So it's a, it's a fun process. It's a collaborative process, especially the, the hair and makeup. That's where everything comes to life. And there's always this kind of back and forth of like, Oh, what should we do? Where should we go? Um, And even the costumes. I mean, my first season there, we shot in New Orleans in the summer and New Orleans is one of my favorite cities across the board, the people, the food, but the summertime there is not fun. A hundred, a hundred degrees and a hundred percent humidity. And all of my costumes were pre picked for me and they were all these massive historical numbers. So, you know, night with full chain mail, uh, this like game of Thronesy King, like wow. literally wearing a quilt. And I said to the producers midway through, like whatever happened to gymnast or <laughs> lifeguard? Cause I feel like the cowardly lion in a community theater production of wizard of Oz. I am, I'm dying here. Um, what are you going to make me next? Like a mattress or a sheep? So the next, season, I I sent them a list ahead of time of unsolicited. I was like, Hey guys, here's some ideas. Ideas for you. Um, What was on the list? Oh, you newborn baby in a diaper, you know, anything (laughs) that didn't involve clothing. No. um, So my favorite, I I have two favorite uh, costumes. Okay. One is romance novel cover model. Oh, um, Still have the wig. <laughs> Thanks, Food Network. Um, don't threaten me with a wig and a wind machine. Okay. You know? I mean. Uh, and the other was actually a costume that it was not my idea. And I really didn't like it at first. And it was a cupcake. And it was okay. this blue, like rigid little cupcake liner. And then this like floofy loofah pink thing. And I was just like not into it. And they kept adding these like sparkly uh, sprinkles onto it to try to appease me. They're like, look, shiny things, you'll like it. And I was like, I just, I just don't like it. So we're sitting in the hair and makeup chair and 
Tara, who's my makeup artist, uh, was like, let's just go whole hog. Rosy cheeks, freckles, you know, spray your hair. There's like a cherry fascinator. And I was like, you know what? Just do it. Let's do it. Um, so I, I walk out on set and I look ridiculous. <laughs> um, and I decide, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be a stale cupcake. I'm going to go the complete opposite of this entire look. And I had so much fun. And the pictures from that still make me laugh. My friends still send me gifs and images of that. Like when I'm cranky, they'll send me that picture. <laughs> um, but it actually ended up becoming everyone's favorite costume That's just awesome. because it was so absurd. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's hard to pick. Yeah. What, uh, what kind of wacky creations can we look forward to this season? Uh, in the wardrobe department? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, either wardrobe or, or uh, you know, food department. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this is this podcast about food? I thought we were talking about costumes. I, we uh, can talk about costumes all day. All day long. Uh, well, you know, we have an 80s theme, 80s horror theme fun. this year for costumes, which is super fun. And even our, our day drag looks, our regular... Uh, our regular judging looks are informed by the eighties, which is awesome. Um, so we, we got to, you know, the, the first episode I was, uh, Chucky, you oh, know, wow. which, um, uh, it, it scanned, it worked. <laughs> um, so I don't know, these are some kind of iconic characters and iconic looks. Um, so I was really into it. And then, you know, I'll tell you, the bakers year after year continue to blow it out of the water. I don't know how they achieve what they do in the time that they're allotted. And, you know, when you think that you've seen it all, you know, we're on season seven of Halloween. Um, they keep raising the bar. Hmm. So we're seeing stuff this season that we haven't seen before, you know, I'm, I'm just always shocked when someone comes up with something new because it's like, how many bat cookies can you make? <laughs> um, and just, I just get blown away by the technique. We also, I, I love the show because we also showcase kind of different sides of pastry too. It's not just a big cake competition. Um, there's a lot of kind of smaller things, some plated desserts, uh, pies, etc. So the, the chefs really get to, the bakers really get to kind of show off their full skill set and take advantage of it. That's awesome. Um, also, we had we had Carla Hall on the podcast previously. Um, she is just uh, a, a ray of sunshine. What what was it like working with her? Uh, Carla and I have been friends for eleven years. Okay. Um, and as great of a human as everyone thinks she is she is even better in person. Like she has some like divinity to her. Um, so the other, my other favorite part of filming Halloween is getting to spend two weeks with Carla. Um, and of course, Stephanie and John Henson, who was actually a childhood crush of mine. I <laughs> fanboyed out on him our first day on set and now we're friends. Um, but Carla is just, you know, her energy is contagious. Um, and she's also just a great listener too. You know, she's curious about everything, food, life. Um, so it's, I get a year's worth of therapy 
in two weeks with Carla. Um, and you don't have to pay for it. And I don't, I don't have someone else. Food Network pays for my <laughs> therapy, which is great. But yeah, Carla and I have the most fun. And, you know, we're always shooting in an interesting city too. So after eating for 14 hours on set all day, Carla and I still go out and have dinner afterwards, which is That's kind fun. of absurd, but worth it. <laughs> what is your favorite Halloween treat? Um, Twix bars. Full-size Twix bars. Full there's size. a simplicity. There's a simplicity to the Twix, that crispy shortbread, that chewy caramel, that just right chocolate coating. It's my absolute favorite. Uh, this has been so much fun. Uh, we are going to close out with some rapid fire questions. And then we have one final question for you here on Food Network Obsessed. Uh, all right. So best dessert spot in New York City? Dominique Ansel. Mm. Deserted island dessert. Does I mean I have to make it on a deserted island, uh, or I can can yeah. I bring it? Mm, let's. Oh, that's a good question. I didn't think ahead on this. Maybe you have to make it. Maybe you have to make it with what what you have on the on the island. Yeah, um, I, I would drink my dessert. I guess I'd <laughs> ferment some coconuts okay. into some kind of coconut liquor, and uh, make some kind of pina colada. I mean, that sounds delightful. Why not? <laughs> Uh, is moderation overrated? Moderation is not overrated. Moderation is the key to enjoyment. Unless you're eating your feelings and then all bets are off. <laughs> actually. Speaking of which, favorite cake flavor? Carrot cake. Carrot cake, yeah. I figured Hands down. Yeah. Uh, favorite Girl Scout cookie? Samoa's. Okay. Yes. That was my, my childhood favorite. I've, I've moved on to tagalongs, but. Still wow. Fun. Really? Yeah. I like Interesting. <laughs> You're like, mm, disapprove. Hmm. <laughs> um, how do you take your coffee? Black and iced. Favorite place to travel? Anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii. Okay. Love Hawaii. All of the islands. I feel like, you know, I discover something new every time I'm able to go. Yeah. Uh, favorite Broadway show? Wow, you're digging hard. I mean, there. <laughs> we ask the hard hitting questions here on Food Network Obsessed. I love I, Book of Mormon, mm, currently yeah. running Book of Mormon. Um, really excited for City Center Encore's production of The Life, which okay. is a 90s Cy Coleman musical that had a great run back then. Um, I just love the score to that. Um, and then, you know, some niche stuff like Bat Boy, which was off Broadway. Mm, all uh, right. Well, we're just we're just happy Broadway's coming back. That's oh my gosh, I know. Yes. Um, all right. So the the final question that we ask all of our guests here on Food Network Obsessed, and that is, what would be on the menu for your perfect food day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert? Moderation is not on the table for this <laughs> this one. Uh, you can time travel. You can regular travel. Uh, spend however much money you want. There, there's basically no rules. So uh, we just want to hear your your breakfast, lunch, dinner, and of course, dessert. Oh, time travel. Oh, time travel. You could like, wow, supersonic jet, like all over the globe in one day. Uh, Whatever you want to do. I didn't think about time travel. Okay. So breakfast, I am a creature of habit. I have to do the same thing every morning. Morning routine is very important to me. If I don't do that, I feel like my day is 
totally off. Um, so I'd have to start my day with a venti unsweetened iced coffee and a spinach and egg white wrap from Starbucks. From Star, I was going to say, wait, from Starbucks. Yep. Yes. Every morning, every morning you do that. Honestly, if I've ever been late to set, which I don't think I have, I think I've always made it in time, but it's because there was a Starbucks stop. Okay. Or, I mean, I think if I had a talent rider, um, such as basket of puppies, uh, (laughs) which I don't, but that would, that would be the only thing in my rider. Um, and then we're going to go to the airport, um, because we're going to Italy, which means that lunch will be Panda Express. (laughs) Um, I will literally time my travel. So I miss a meal. So I have to eat at Panda Express at the airport. Wait, What about there's a there's a Panda Express chicken sandwich? Uh, There is. There is. It is at their innovation kitchen in Pasadena for four weeks. I might be going to Pasadena, Um, (laughs) but it will be the orange chicken and the they call it chow mein. I always called it lo mein growing up, the vegetable noodle dish. Okay. Um, so that's lunch. And then we're going to Italy um, and we're going to go to La Scolia on the Amalfi Coast, um, which is, I have not actually been there. I sat with the chefs uh, at a brunch that Bobby Flay hosted and I was like, I, I must go to this place. And then all of a sudden, all of the travel documentaries are featuring it. And I'm like, no, 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 this now can't get too popular. <laughs> um, so we're going to eat all of the seafood, all of the pasta. They have their own farm too. So all of oh, the vegetables. Wow. So we're just, just coastal Italian feast. And then because you let me time travel, <laughs> we're going to go to France okay. and we are going to uh, go to the court of Marie Antoinette. Oh. And we are going to have that feast, that over the top, the croquembouche, the macaron, you know, all of that entire pastry table. That's dessert. Wow. Mike and maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll take a wig back too. <laughs> I mean, you have to, right? I mean, yes. Tradition. <laughs> but I, I'll have my, throw my midnight snack in too. Okay, or, yes. you know, uh, it, it, as we return to New York and, okay. and uh, the year 2021, um, it will be a strawberry sundae from McDonald's. <laughs> I love it. I love that soft serve. There is nothing, there's nothing like it when the machines are working, which by the way, you know how many. It's a controversy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've offered to fix them. I'm like, I am a professional. I know how to dismantle and reassemble these machines. I will do it for you for free (laughs) if I can get a Sunday. Oh my gosh. I love, I love the mixture of, you know, high and low. And, uh, it seems, it seems very on brand. So I, I love your, I love your food day. Totally. I mean, that's, it's like when friends have me over for dinner or friends have any chef over for dinner, you know, they're, they're always terrified to cook for a chef. And it's like, uh, no, we, we just love food and yeah. we love if other people make the food too, One hundred percent, or we'll help you make the food, <laughs> but like you feed me, I'm happy. Yeah. There, there's very little I won't eat. Well, it has been so much fun. Um, hearing all about your life. And of course, we're so excited to see the rest of the season of Halloween baking championship, uh, best of luck, uh, in the future. And, um, Oh, what are you going to be for Halloween? 
<laughs> well, I have seven costumes to choose from. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll tell you, I am going to rehash one of the looks okay. from this season of Halloween Baking. And I will let you decide which which one it is. Okay. I know which one it is, but you already know, but we'll I, have to, I we'll think have to... people should guess as they watch. <laughs> All right. Well, we, were, this, this we series. will look forward to that and uh, try to pinpoint which one is, is going to be the winner. Thank you so much again for joining us. This has been such a delight. Thank you, Jamie. All right. Even though I am not a sweets person, my mouth is watering after that conversation and I cannot wait to see which costume he picks for Halloween. You can catch more of Zach on the new season of Halloween Baking Championship Mondays at 9, 8 central on Food Network and streaming on Discovery+. Plus. And don't forget, we're taking a break from releasing a new episode next Friday, but we will be back the week after. So it's a good time to binge any episodes that you might have missed in the past. And in the meantime, make sure you're following us wherever you listen to podcasts so you do not miss our next new episode. And of course, if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. We love it when you do that. That's all for now. We'll catch you foodies next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.